so, yeah, you know what, today, just during worship, I think sometimes we forget, like, we're just with the Lord. Like, it's just so good. It's, like, overwhelming. When we were singing that song, I just thought, God, it is overwhelming to be with you. Like, I am with you all the time. You're with me. You live in me. And I just started thinking, like, God, you do go before me. When he says he chases after you, I thought, God, you have chased after me so many times. I've been the one. Just on my own path, doing my own thing, speaking my own way. And God's like, I'm coming for you. And he's never like, I'm coming for you and you need to change. God's always like, I'm coming for you, Sarah. That, that isn't you. Let me tell you who you are. So, you know, and that's what it is. Sometimes everyone's telling you who you are and God's like, that's not true. Let, I'm the only one who knows who you really are. Let me tell you. So, sometimes when we live as Christians, people are like, oh, you know, you get saved and it's just this beautiful bubble. I don't know what bubble people are living in. But it, it can be, we're thinking, yeah, right, like I got saved and everything happened that could happen to me happened like right away. And it's hard and people are against me. People don't like me just because, you know, I say hi to them with a smile, you know. You ever be around people and you say hi to them with a smile and they're mad because they don't like, if you're a morning person, you have run into some people like that. When I get up in the morning, I roll over and say good morning to my husband. He's like, he is not a morning person. I am a morning person. I like to jump out of bed. Sometimes I land on my feet. Sometimes I don't. It's okay. But either way, just get up. I like mornings. So, but it's kind of like that with Christianity. You know, it's, it's not easy. We're like, yeah, right. Like, I thought this was going to be good. We're all just going to hold hands and be like, Jesus loves me. It's not that, is it? It's not. But Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we're thinking, well, it's, it's got to be easy, right? It's going to be like one of those buttons. Eh, everything happens, you know. He said it's easy. What does that mean? You know, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. That's the nature of Christian living is ease. It's not struggle. It's not fighting against sin. You know, it's not any of that. He says the nature is ease. We don't think like that, do we? We think, I just got to fight that devil. He's just been attacking me. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go tell my dad. You know what? I'm going to go right to God and be like, you should see what the enemy is doing to me. And he's like, don't worry, Sarah. I got this. I'm taking care of this. And I, you know, you go behind him. He's in front of you and you're like, yeah, my dad says he's got this. You know, the devil's like this to you. And you're like, I'm behind you, dad. (laughs) It's kind of like that. Um, It doesn't mean that we're never going to have problems or pain-free. It just means when you're yoked with him, there's someone carrying your burden with you. It's that support. The pain doesn't go away. It just You have support. I don't know if any of you guys, you know, when we deal with loss or things like that, what is the main thing you really need? Not someone to fix it. They can't fix that when you, when you have a loss in your life. You just need someone to come beside you and support you and walk with you, Right? Because they can't, not everything can be fixed. Not everything is meant to be fixed. Some things are meant to walk through in a process. So we find it far too difficult, you know, to walk this life sometimes because we're always putting ourselves into things that are none of our business. I know none of us have ever done that, right? (laughs) You know? 
we put ourselves in things that God never intended us to even be part of. Um, we try to do things that only God can do. Do you guys know that only God can do miracles? We're, we're just here to um, believe and have faith that he will do them. We can't perform miracles. <laughs> That's God. He can work through us. He can use you. But, but God, we try to do things that only God can do. We try to work out how he's going to do what he said about us. Okay, God said the, you know, that you know, I'm going to have um, uh, provision in every area. Okay, God, how are you going to do that? Are you gonna, like, we try to figure out, oh, my, he must be talking about our job. He must be talking about someone's going to you know, meet my need in this way. We try to figure out how God's going to do what he said he was going to do, which really isn't our job because we're not God. In Deuteronomy 29, um, 29, it says this. It says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we, that we may follow all the words of the law. The secret things belong to God. We, we don't have knowledge of everything. It's not our job to know everything. You know, if you look at the family dynamic, there are things your kids don't know in the household, right? They might not know exactly how much you make or, or sometimes kids don't even know that there's like an issue going on in the family because, you know, as parents, what do we do? We take care of it. That's our job. Well, God does that too. It's our job, you know, to be in the family. It's God's job to do what God does. You know, we waste time worrying about tomorrow, about things, and that's not our business to worry you know, God said in his word, in Matthew six twenty six, it says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you, much, are you not much more valuable than they are? If they're not worrying about, and I'm pretty sure the birds aren't like, Oh my gosh, you know, like, I don't know what's going to happen. If I, I don't know if I should build my nest in this tree because, you know, Sarah has a cat and it's going to, you know, come up. They don't even think about that. They're just like, here's a tree. God put it there. He's going to provide for me. You know, he gave them everything they need. Um, And if God is thinking about the birds and provided a home for them, you know, trees and, and food for them, why wouldn't he provide for us? We are, God says we are far more valuable because we have the spirit of the living Christ in us. You know, our job is to have faith and obedience in the steps. We don't have it all together, and we don't have all the answers. But the one thing I do know is just Jesus. It's just Jesus. The only thing I am certain of is that, you know, no matter what path I take, no matter what I do, I can always put my eyes back on Jesus. It's not our job to take away people's free will. We've gotten really good at it at times. We cannot make decisions for people. If they want to sin, we can just decide not to partner with that. We can't make anybody follow Christ. We are influencers, not invaders. That's the difference. We're influencers, not invaders. Because it's hard to even just be in control of ourselves on a good day. (laughs) Like, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, Lord, can you just do something with this because I'm going to have a hard time controlling this today. Nobody else feels that way? Y'all have control? I, I mean, like, I don't have time to control anyone else because this is enough work that the Lord's like, I've, I've given you a full, a fullness here of what you need to care for. And I'm like, I agree. I agree completely, God. <laughs> so free will is for everyone. We choose who we want to be yoked with. 
We choose. Do you want? He said his, you know, his yoke is easy, his burden's light. And you can choose that yoke, but you don't have to. He doesn't drag you out and say, you're going to like this, you're going to enjoy this. I heard this story one time before we went to Disney and, and I was reading all these like little like stories about families and um, this guy was like, I saw this dad take his little child that was four at Disney and he grabbed him and he's like, we're at Disney and you need to start having fun and start smiling. You know? Okay. Um, I bet that was fun for him. <laughs> Disney's going to be the saddest place on earth for that kid. He's going to have, like, you know, stress every time he, you know, sees mouse ears. But <laughs> we get to choose who we want to be yoked with. We can't make anybody, you know. That parent probably was just like, you know, this is supposed to be really fun, and why are you crying? The kid's like, because I'm tired and I'm hungry, you know, and all you fed me is sugar for the past three days. That's why. You know, I choose Jesus, and I want to walk where he walks, and I want to go where he goes. So I'm going to choose that. Everyone here has someone to become. You are someone now, and God says you have someone to become. In doing that, who we listen to, the company we keep, what we think on, that decides the person we're going to become. If we listen to what the enemy's saying about us, we're going to become that person. If we listen to what God says about us, we're going to become that person. And, you know, just thinking about how much God loves being with us. I want to be like my Father in heaven. Um, sometimes I look like him, sometimes I don't. You know, just being honest. But when, when I don't look like him, I just go to him and he says, yeah, you know what? I just saw this thing going on. And that's not who you are. He's like, let me remind you who you are. And I say, oh, okay, I got it, God. Now I can move forward. I don't come to God, you know, crawling my face down and be like, oh, I'm just, just this wretch and this sinner. And God's like, oh, I don't have any sinners in the blood of Christ. He can't even see us as a sinner when we are covered in the blood of Jesus. What I know is it's not my business to listen to what the enemy says about me. It's not my place. It's not my business. But too many times we're just going there like we're going to work and we sit down and we let the enemy tell us who we are and tear us apart. He's going to bring up every failure. He's got a file. He, you know, everything that God throws away, he tries to pick up. Because he wants to bring it back to you. It's not our business to listen to what he says about me. He wants me to hear who I was before Christ. That's what he wants to do. He wants to tell you who you were before Christ. And some of us, we were maybe not that great person. I've received really hateful words in my life. I've probably given some too. I've received hate mail. And... Um, I've had people be jealous. I've had people be angry. And um, when I get those things, God said, that's not your business. You're not to listen to that. You're not to open that. I learned that one time. We received um, some really bad hate mail. 
uh, anonymously given, of course, because the enemy's never going to sign his name to nothing, right? And, um, and I opened it, not thinking, and after I opened it, you know, we laughed because I was like, the great thing was is we knew who we were in Christ, but we laughed, and God, you know, God said, my heart is sad, and I, I was like, why, Lord? He said, you were never meant to even see that. You were never meant to receive that. It wasn't your business. That's not who you are. And I thought, so I repented. I'm like, Lord, I'm sorry I even opened that. I should have just deleted it right away because there was nothing in there that had anything to do with who I was. <laughs> I, just, I just look at that and think, God, you are so good to me. You didn't even want me to have the thought that the enemy even thought bad of me because of how you think about me. We can't do business with the negative. Our old self, that there's liar, deceiver. We can't do business there and expect to come into the fullness of Christ. If you're always counting all the bad things you've ever done, guess what? God doesn't count those. He says he doesn't even remember. He chooses not to remember any of those things. He chooses. That's pretty good. Because most of us, when someone hurts us, we got a list. We're like, write it down, date. You did this to me, you know? I've had people come up to me and say, you really hurt me. And I'm like, I can't even remember your name. I'm so sorry. And so I usually just say, I'm sorry. You know, because sometimes you don't realize we do things that are painful because we just, don't, we just don't know. Sometimes we do things that are painful to people, right? Not purposely. Sometimes we just do. And see, we do that to God too. When we pick up things that aren't our business, when we partner with the enemy and say, oh, I'm dumb and I'm, you know, I'm worth nothing and I'm horrible, you know what? That's painful to God because you're his creation. That's some good word. I like it when, uh, I like Jesus was talking to his mom. And, okay, so this, happens to, this happened to me, mom, if you're listening to this. I love you. Um, so my mom had nine kids, and I was the last one. And I think she just was like, I need my kids to be raised. I don't know. She was, I love my mom. She's the greatest mom to me. Um, I just, I really love her and everything she did for me. But she had this thing where she would forget that she brought me places. And so I was used to figuring out how to get home from places like the park and the school. My mom would go and say, we need to pick your sister up from practice. And I'd say, I'm going to go play in the playground. And then I'd look, and my sister gets in the car, and my mom drives away. <laughs> and I'm standing there like, I guess I'm walking home. Uh, she's left me at the store. She's left me at my grandparents multiple times at the playground. I got really good. I lived by the bike trail, which was really nice because I'd just walk through there to home. So, um, but I love, you know, I think my mom loved me, and, but she didn't notice that I was gone. <laughs> and I thought, man, I must be such a wonderful child, and I never make any problems or waves, and it's just so calm. No, um, but Jesus, his mom, kind of did the same thing, but she did it for three days, you guys. She didn't know that he was missing. <laughs> and and um, the, he's, she's like, oh, my gosh, where's Jesus? You know, he's, you know he, I think he was 12. All right. He, you know, he was a preteen age, you know, not quite old enough to be gone from your parents for that long. And then she's like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen him. Where is he? So they go back and he's in the temple. 
And, you know, she's all like, oh, my gosh, Jesus. You know, probably like, Mom, you know, shaking him. Like, we were sober. You know, and he's like, woman, didn't you know I would be about my father's business? This is my business. It is not your business. That's why you didn't notice I was gone. This is my business, and I'm taking care of it. I bet Mary was like, I know that the Son of God is talking to me right now, and that is not my son. (laughs) Oh, I couldn't imagine that moment. But Jesus said, I've got, I'm taking care of that business. The enemy will come in all the ways. He uses people, he uses things, he uses memories. He uses anything he can get his slimy hands on. He will try to do business with you. He wants to steal the identity that Christ gave you. He wants to bring in this loads of worry and anxiety because he wants to give you, he wants you to be in his business, which is a liar and a deceiver and and he lives in pain and fear and anxiety and worry. I mean, I would be scared if I was him because Jesus went down there, kicked his butt and said, "Oh, and by the way, I'm going to let the world go on for a little bit and they're going to come to know me and you know every single one of them you're going to be under their foot. So you're going to get this butt kicking over and over and over again." Man, I'd be worried if I was him. But God says, you know, I think I feel like God comes like this. He's like, "Come here. Come here." And he's like, Sarah, come here. And I'm like, what? And he's like, come on. What do you got behind your back? And I'm like, he's like, Sarah, what do you have behind your back? Like, mine, mine. And he's like, give it to me. You ever do that with your kids? Layla used to eat dog food. And I'd come in today and it would be in her cheeks. And I'd be like, Layla. Spit it out. <laughs> Layla, that's not for you. And then I'd be like, put your hands. So then she'd finally spit it out. And I would say, let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. And finally, a little dog food. I don't know what it was, but she's always doing that. But you know, I think that's what God does with us. He's like, come here. What, did you, what do you have that's not yours? Give me that pain. Give me that anxiety. Give me that fear. Give me that worry. Give me that self-hatred. It's not yours. It's not yours. He said, you didn't pay for that. Jesus did. Give it to me. And so as you put it in his hands, he's like, oh, thank you. And he comes and he pulls out. You know, he's like, thank you for giving me that anxiety back. And he pulls out and he comes with this great big package of peace. And he said, this. This is what's for you. You know, that's what he does. I mean, that is so good. You come and he's like, see this big, big package? This is your healing. It's for you. That's what he does. It's for you. Give me the pain. Give me that sickness. It's not yours. It's mine. And then, you, you know, when you finally give it up and you're like, oh, look at this big package. This is awesome. But we're so, I'm not doing that. He said, that's not your business. That is my business and I'm taking care of it. Your business is to live in the fruits of the Spirit and to live in the blessings that I went to the cross for. 
That is so good, you guys. That is so good. Mm. <laughs> I'm just still trying to like to let that sink in. We are not responsible for the decisions that other people make. I know sometimes it's hard, but we're not responsible for how they show up. We just got to believe that faith is, God, I'm going to walk with you, and hopefully they're watching. You know? When you're little, when your kids are like, you know, probably like two or something, you know, you start, you're like, it's time to go, and they're, they're, they don't want to. Pretty soon you just start walking with your hand out. And when they're like, Mommy, you're leaving me, you know, and they come and they grab your hand. That's what God does with us. He doesn't force us. He's like, come on, this is the direction we're going. That's all you can do is walk in the direction that Christ is walking and let, as, as you're walking, say, you want to walk with me? Come on, it's good over here. And when people come, you just grab their hand and say, Aren't you, we're going in the right direction. We're following that guy. That's Christ. He's got good things for us to unwrap. That's all we can do. Can't make anybody do anything. So, as I'm thinking about that, um, the Lord said, I just want to spend more time with you. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. The Lord asked to spend more time with me. (laughs) And... um, When I asked him, he, I thought, who am I, God? There's a lot of things that, like, I don't feel that I'm doing well in. And he goes, I didn't notice. And I thought, oh, my gosh, is, you know, do we need, is there blindness going on? But he's like, well, I didn't notice. I couldn't really see through the veil, you know, of Jesus' blood. And I thought, you know, I, you know, I come to God and I was like, God, I'm just, struggling in this and I can't do this and I said this again and I know I said I'm not going to respond that way and the moment I said that I walked out and responded that way no about you guys but this little rudder is very powerful (laughs) and when I am hungry for some reason it is really really powerful and it tells me what it wants to do and I'm like did I just say that I've apologized numerous times, and I'm like, I must be tired or hungry. I am so sorry. But I just took a moment, and I said, God, who am I? Because you're saying that I'm not really struggling with these things. You know, that, that, um, that you're not worried about that, and I'm over here worried, like, oh, my gosh, I did this, like, six months ago, and I responded this way, and I did this, and, and you know what? And I know Jesus forgives me, but like how, like how do I break this habit? Or how do I break this, you know, I continually seem to find myself here. I know about you guys, but there are certain things I continually find myself. And I'm like, I am a new creature in Christ. Why do I keep ending up here? And so I said, God, I just had a moment with you. And I need you to tell me who I am. Because... The people I've been listening to, the things I've been listening to, I'm not, they're not helping me. And now I'm confused. Am I in Christ or, you know, am I really this person? And so I said, God, just give me a moment. I'm not sitting in my bed. You guys, I have, like, my bedroom is like, like, if I go and sit there, the Lord comes and sits with me. 
that, you know, there's just certain places I feel like I can have that great connection with the Lord. I mean, I can have connection with him anywhere. And, and I just feel like he sat with me and he just said, I just want to tell you about yourself. And some of the things he said, he said, you're beautiful. You are a groundbreaker. You're going to do new things. You are overwhelmingly joyful. And I'm listening to the Lord say these and I'm like, I'm like crying and I'm like, I don't feel joyful right now. (laughs) And he's like, overwhelmingly joyful. You're influential. You know, you are a bridge builder. I made you to connect things in people's life. And then he just kept going on and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm amazing. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it was so awesome. And I'm thinking, I didn't think that of myself. I didn't think that about myself. And as he began to tell me, you know, my habits don't always look like all of those things that he said to me. He said, doesn't matter. I'm just going to keep giving you learning opportunities. I'm going to keep giving you learning opportunities to, for you to know who you are. Who you are doesn't change. Just your actions. Just your habits change. <laughs> you know what? You might be a cursing like a sailor. God's not really worried. He doesn't hear that. He's like, oh, I'm just reminding you who you are in Christ. That you have more powerful words than those to use. He's not like, oh, you know what? That one right there, that word, that was just too bad. You know, go out that door. Do not pass, go. You know, he doesn't do that. He's like, oh, I wasn't even really listening because I was just too busy, you know, reminding myself of why I love you, why I created you, who I created you to be. I was too busy setting up the destiny I had for you. I was too busy just directing you on the path to get you in there. You know, we're just kind of corralling us into that destiny. Mm. So good. So good. I just feel like that's what God is saying is quit asking people who you are. Quit sitting in your room alone by yourself and believing things that are not true. God says he's got so, just ask him who you are. And if you don't know, he's got a lot of things in here of who you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we've had, our church is going to be baby booming in this next, you know, year. And when you see a baby, you're just like, They are perfect. Seriously, everything about them is so amazing. I just love them. Oh my gosh, they're beautiful. You know, they're sweet. They're kind. They're gentle. And you're just like, I love them. That's how God feels about you. That is how he feels about you. I'm not what others say I am. I'm not even what I say about myself sometimes. Sometimes I'm my worst critic, right? Got that good? I'm not what others say about me, and neither are you. You're not what other people say about you. Because I'm pretty sure everyone in this room has had somebody say something negative about them. You know what? Because the enemy, he's always just, you know, sleeking around trying to get you to believe a lie. But I'm not who others say I am. You're not who others say I am, or you are. But we are who God says we are. We are who God says we are. Don't listen to the naysayers. 
There's always going to be. I love Nehemiah when they're like, come down here and talk to us. What are you doing? And he's like, hey, I don't have time for that negativity. I'm building a wall to honor my king and my Lord, God. You know, it was over, those naysayers, they were just jealous and they wanted to say, let me tell you who you are because I don't want you to finish that. I don't want you to do what God has called you to do and I'm going to get in the way and I'm going to say hurtful things and I'm going to do hurtful things so that you run off crying and be like, I just can't do this. Everyone's so mean to me. That's what he does. Instead of be like, oh, you know what? That is, thank you for sharing that with me. Drop directly into the trash. That's not who I am. And you keep moving forward because God has a plan and a destiny for you. And you know what? It is your job to partner with the Lord and walk towards that destiny. The enemy's job is to try to get between you and the destiny God has created for you. But we are on the side of the victor. And when he gets in the way, he's coming at us, you know, with a spoon and we got a sword. Quit running away from someone running at you with a dull little spoon. When people come at you, just understand they don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. And they try to put you back under that old man. That old man is dead and buried. Can't bring it back up every time. God's like, that's who you were before me. I don't remember that man. Quit letting people say, well, you did this. When people say, I say, I'm sorry. Sorry I hurt you. Take the wind out of their sails. Because in Christ, we are a new creation. The old is gone. The new is here. When Christ entered, you were completely new. When you accepted Christ in your life, you were completely new from that point. God never saw you as a sinner from that point on. Your habits may have taken time. You know, just the habits. They're just habits. They're not who you are. They might take time, but God says, I see you as new. He said, I'm going to give you learning opportunities. But your identity is completely new in Christ. Anything anyone's ever said about you. Man. If you want, you want to go, you want, go on Facebook. I mean, behind a screen, people are like, man, I am powerful. I can say every, you know, Snapchat, because yeah, no one's ever going to find it. We'll say it to my face. Kind of my face, or so, you know what I mean? The things that people say. Sometimes um, I go into like some of the uh, like amazing speakers that I love to listen to, and I listen to like all this. Like I look at some of this hate stuff. I'm like, this is hilarious. Like what? Like you don't even know this person, and you're saying all these things, you know, about them. And I thought that's not who we are. Don't go to Facebook, don't go to Snapchat, don't go, you know, to those things to find out who you are. They don't know. They don't know. You want to know who you are? Go to God. He created you. He knows every single thing about you. He knows the hairs on your head. And I lose hair a lot, so I'm like, man, you're like constantly counting. You know what I mean? Like, he knows that every, 
instant exactly everything about you, everything you need to move forward. You know, he knows exactly who you are. Our business is just keep to keep presenting people with the opportunity of Christ to show up with our true identity. Not, not that false identity that the enemy tries to put on us. Show up with that true identity. And I heard something um, this weekend about um, the fruits of the Spirit. You guys know those. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, long-suffering. Long suffering. Did I miss any? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, um, joy. So all of the fruits of the Spirit, which are in Galatians, and it said, so we want those, right? How many of you guys want to be kind? You guys want joy? How many of you guys want to... I want to be long-suffering. I want to not get annoyed like at little things, like when people eat cereal around me. Like, I really want to that... I'm like, Lord... like, Or if people eat chips around me. You know, like, I want to be like, Lord, I don't want to punch them in the face for eating chips next to me, you know? I don't know if anyone has ever experienced that sound with eating, but, like, I want to be long-suffering where, like, that shouldn't bother me. And the Lord says, okay... Do you know how you get those? You know how you get the fruits of the Spirit? <laughs> you know how you're going to have the opportunity to be kind? A lot of people are going to come to you and they're not going to be very kind. They're going to say hurtful things. They're going to do hurtful things. And the Lord's like, how would you like to respond today, Sarah? Oh, you're responding with kindness. So good. <laughs> you know? Long-suffering. You know what? I just made cereal go on sale so everyone wants to eat it all day breakfast lunch and dinner she sit next to them and just you know tell them how much you love them sorry we'll, we'll do that one again <laughs> you know joy oh man i just had all these things happen to me and just like everything's breaking down do you guys know that when one thing's break down it's a domino and the lord's like what are you are we gonna find joy in this are you gonna whine and cry you know, are you going to pick your laundry up? Take it to the laundromat. Because I got something there for you. You know, we're going to have joy. You're going to have opportunities where it's just going to be like everything is just hitting you and you just feel like, oh. He's like, I'm just, I just want to help you just be full in the fruits of the Spirit. I want you to know your identity. So he's going to give you opportunities. So when those opportunities come and it seems like, man, you just... They make me so mad. And the Lord's like, yes, so good. That's exactly what I'm going for because I want you to have every opportunity to be kind. And I'm like, maybe I don't want kindness. <laughs> now I do. So don't get, we can't be like, oh, well, you know, I'm just not a nice person. I'm just, you know, I'm just not a patient person. I like things my way. I bet you do. So do I. And the Lord said, could you please bury that old man again? He got out. I don't know how that keeps happening, but I don't know who that is because that ain't you. I want to be patient. I love, I look at my mom and when I was little, like she would braid my hair in like 50 braids, in these teeny little braids. And she was so patient and I'm crying and I'm, you're braiding my hair. And she just kept braiding. It was like three hours, you guys. <laughs> And I'm like, how can she be patient? I'm crying. I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. I have to get up. I have to stand down. Oh, that hurts my head. And she's just patient with me, and she's just doing that. And, you know, after one time, I would have been like, we're not doing that anymore. 
My mom did that for me, like, because in the 80s, what do you want? You want crimpy hair, okay? So I was like, we didn't have a crimper, okay? We had nine kids, so that was not on Christmas list. You know what you did? You wet your hair, and you braided it, and then when you took it out, it was crimpy. So when I look at that, I'm thinking, that was patience. She had patience with me to just to be able to give me something that, that I wanted, that's something that would just bring joy to me. And I'm thinking, that's what God does for us. Our true identity, the fruits of the Spirit, that is our true identity. That's who Christ created us to be. So don't get all like, oh my gosh, everything's happening. Be like, oh my gosh, God, you are, you're taking me to the next level of who I am. I am finding out who I am in you at an accelerated level here. You know, it's so good. It's so good. Let's pray.